0: Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel for today's episode we're going to be grading the Padres starting rotation now not everyone has completed their full season yet we're getting pretty close to where everyone's going to be done however it's going to kind of depend on when the Padres clinch the playoffs and how far they have to basically keep pitching their starters because we could have maybe already seen Darvish's last start. Uh, we're recording this right now, and when the Dodgers are playing, at Musgrove is starting, so it could be this could be his last start. It just kind of depends when the regular season kind of ends for the Padres in terms of their when they will clinch, because then they will rest their starters. So these numbers might change a little bit, um, but for the most part, we've seen all but potentially one start for all of these guys. So Isaac, my thought is that we can go through each of the starting five for the Padres and basically give our grades all the way through. And then we can kind of come back around and go, okay, you know, this guy exceeded expectations, this guy, he underperformed a little bit and just kind of go through them like one through five real quick. But what would you grade them? Darvish, Musgrove, um, Snell, Clev, Mania. How would you grade them in that order?
1: Uh, I'll try and remember that order as I go. Um, but Darvish, I'm going to give him an A. Um, he's been the horse of this Padres staff. I mean, last year we were saying the Padres sort of need their new Kevin Brown if they want to make the World Series. And I think you Darvish has been that in every sense of the way. Um, he repeatedly goes seven innings. He, keep, he keeps the Padres in almost every game he's pitched in so far this year. So I got to give him an A um, because uh, we got to remember last year he faltered because he had a back issue. And a lot of people were thinking he's aging, like he's going to probably going to get injured again. And Even I was thinking like, you know, I think he's going to have a good start to the season, but he might fall off just because of his age and he might get injured again. Nonetheless, he looks fantastic all throughout the season. Looks like one of the top pitchers in baseball and has been one of the best pitchers in baseball since the All-Star. But he looks amazing. I mean, he's the most valuable pitcher on this Padres pitching staff right now. So I couldn't be more excited to potentially watch you Darvish in a playoff series. A for you Darvish. Um i didn't remember the order i'm gonna try and go with with what i know the rotation is right now no it, it's fine
0: whatever yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh blake snell um oof that's a, that's just a tale of two stories it, there might be some recency bias behind both of the next two guys i talk about Blake now and the next Blake now i want to give a b um we know Blake Snell struggles to start the season. I believe he started something like 0-8. He hadn't gotten a win, um, even if he did have a good start. I mean, I don't really count wins too much against the pitcher, but 0-8 is kind of a tough one um, just because maybe you're not keeping your your team in the game the whole time. But Blake Snell did have a rough start to the season, but that was kind of expected. He was still ramping up over the offseason. The lockout kind of screwed him up. Um, and when he got when he got himself in the zone, when he got zoned in – is when we started seeing the the Blake Snell of old that we know that we got from the Tampa Bay Rays. Um he he looks fantastic now. He's been right there with you, Darvish, as our best pitcher ever since the all star break. I believe his let me see his second half ERA. Second half ERA is a 2 2 5 for Blake Snell. And that's with one game that he allowed like four or five earned runs, I believe. So in this last start against the Dodgers, you saw him only go five. Now the problem with that Dodgers lineup. That they are one of the best lineups I've ever seen in my life. They're gonna, they're they're that type of team where they're just gonna exhaust you, man. They're gonna pound you. They're gonna, they're gonna force you to th- to give give them their pitch. I mean, and that's what they do so well is that they force you to to give them their pitch. So, um result. I mean, five scoreless is five scoreless though. Five scoreless is five scoreless. Same goes for the next guy. But Blake Snow with a two two five ERA in the second half, essentially been carrying him and you Darvish have been carrying this pitching staff every step of the way since the all-star break. So it's been really good to see. I'm going to give him a B. Um, I want to give him a B plus or an A minus, but you can't disregard what, what, you know, his start to the season where it was pretty tough to watch. It was sort of the tale of Blake Snell from last year where he would throw a lot of pitches, a lot of balls, walk a lot of guys. And ever since then, ever since the all-star break, he hasn't walked a lot of guys. He's been pounding the zone. He's been getting 10 plus strikeouts And a two-two-five ERA, nonetheless. So Blake Snell with a B. Um, Joe Musgrove, I really want to give him a C plus, but I'm gonna give him a B minus. Now that might be too friendly. It might be a little biased, you know. I I really like Joe Musgrove, Um, and I know maybe it seems like I don't, just based off my my past comments of you know he can't pitch in a playoff game, this and that. But you got to look at it this way. Blake's Joe Musgrove was like eight or nine and no to start the season. It was almost like you Darvish and Joe Musgrove were the only guys, in, and I mean, I guess Sean Mania at the time, were the only guys in your rotation that you were confident in being on the bump, especially Joe Musgrove, who up until like July was pitching some of the best baseball in all of baseball. He was pitching some amazing. So um, it's really hard to knock him for, what is it, like a 4 2 a 4-2-3 ERA in the second half. Yeah, it's been pretty tough. Some of those have been really inflated by some really, really bad starts, but Like the last guy, five scoreless against the Dodgers is five scoreless against the Dodgers. So did his job today, and although he hasn't been doing his job as much lately, and I know a lot of people are going to say, not even just lately, but the specific thing they'll say is, ever since he got paid, there's a lot of pressure of getting paid by your hometown team. A lot of pressure getting paid by your hometown team that has World Series expectations and is... The fans are treating you like their ace. Even the team is sort of treating you like their ace. There's a lot of expectations for a guy that has essentially never had that ace role in his career, and yeah, he might pan out more to number two or number three. But granted, twenty million for that kind of pitcher who, you know, has showed us more good than bad—it's pretty good. So I'm gonna give him a B. Um, it kind of like the last guy—you can't really discount what happened at the beginning of the season. Mike Clevenger. C-minus, D-plus. I mean, can you really give him more than that? It, it's tough to it's tough to give him more than that because, yeah, he's off of Tommy John surgery, but there came a point in the season where he looked really good, and then he just fell off so bad, man. I mean, velocity was down on his fastball. Control was not w- what it was in, like, the June-July part of the season where he would throw a 92-93-mile-per-hour fastball, and it would just leak over the plate and he'd end up you know having a oh you know he's going four scoreless but in the fifth inning oh shit he allowed three runs four runs because he's just having those fastballs leak over the middle of the plate so that's kind of been the theme for mike clevenger since i mean what feels like for a while now um i'm also holding in against him that he was one of the main guys that said we don't need fernando tatis jr i feel like when you see that you gotta have at least a three era um but nonetheless he he had a little bit of a run where he looked like damn this might be the Mike Clevenger of old um and that's kind of the guy that we're hoping we get here really soon um but nonetheless c minus i feel like or, yeah i feel like that's kind of friendly i feel like I'm being friendly giving him that grade i'm not giving Shamnaiah higher than an f shamnaiah is getting an f man i mean he looked really good to start of the season what was it like many 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 quality starts in a row um but you can't ignore that he's been quite possibly one of the worst pitchers in baseball since like July, maybe late June. I don't know what it is, but he has not looked the part of, you know, Deshaun Manai that we're hoping we got out of that trade. Deshaun Minaya we got out of that trade came in with a three eight one ERA and two really good, two or three really good seasons under his belt with Bob Melvin. That was the kind of guy that we we're hoping we're going to plug him in in our number two or our number three spot. And he's going to be one of our rocks throughout the whole season. Is he going to provide you a bunch of shutouts? No, he's going to provide you six innings, seven innings, three runs, two runs, whatever it is. You know, he's going to keep you in the game. That was the whole thing of acquiring Sean Manine. You got him for really cheap, but he has been so far from that. I, I don't even know what he is right now. Um, it, it's gotten to the point where they don't even want to pitch him in in. in these games no more they don't want to pitch him in these games because we were talking about it not that long ago and we were saying the potters are this many games away or this many have have to have win this many games in order to get to 90 wins and then you looked at it and sean and still had like eight more starts and we said it really feels like if you give him those eight starts he's going to lose all eight of them nonetheless he's probably lost a good five or six um and keep in mind, he hasn't even he's not even gonna get the chance to start all eight of them. He's not starting against, I would assume he's not starting against the Dodgers tomorrow. Um, it all depends on if they win tonight. I still don't think he's gonna start tomorrow. Maybe, but Sean, uh, I don't know. Um, he had a really good start to his season. Maybe a D minus is valid, but the way he's pitched lately, I feel like you really can't give him more than a D minus. So in conclusion, you Darvish A. Blake Snell, B, Joe Musgrove, B minus, um, Mike Clevenger, D plus, Sean
0: Mania, F. I like it. So, I mean, mine are going to end up being pretty similar, of course. Um, but there, there's a couple changes, a couple differences, uh, mostly between uh, Musgrove and Snell. But I'll start out uh, Darvish. Darvish, um, A, A-plus, whatever you want to give him, as high as you can give him, right? Um, one, he has eaten up a lot of innings. I mean, he has a .93 whip, which I didn't even realize that that is just stupid. Um, barely over a three ERA, and just very clearly your ace. I also want to add in, like, a lot of the runs that he's allowed this year have came at, at a time when, okay, maybe he threw the first six innings scoreless, and then he got brought in into the seventh inning and then he allowed two runs or he led three runs. That's happened multiple times this year. So he's going deep into ball games consistently and he's giving you a chance to win every single time. I feel like he's done the best out of any of the Padres pitchers at that. Um, and for that reason, I'm giving him an A plus. I think he has the numbers to show it too. I also think that he's a guy that, com- I mean, I think, I think it was, we were talking with the, the Padres hot tub guys and I think I was the highest of us six that were there. And I would have never said that he was going to have a year like this. Like, that was the thing. Like, just going through the year, the overall expectations of you, Darvish, weren't crazy high, just given the injury history, given some of, some of the question marks. But he is absolutely delivered and literally deserves all of the praise imaginable because that was a that was a contract going into this year where you're like, wow, you got to pay Darvish $20 million for these next two years. I wonder how he's going to perform. Hopefully, he's not washed. That's kind of the idea of it. Yeah, not even close. He's your ace, and he's going to be your number one – your number one guy in the in the, your playoff rotation, so perfect perfect season basically for Darvish in my opinion, um, more than we could have asked for. So then the second person, and I'm so surprised at what your grade is, Isaac. I'm giving Musgrove an A minus, dude. Musgrove, like because I'm trying to look at it through the course of the season. Lately, has he been good? No. Have we been a lot less confident in him than Blake Snell? Hundred percent, hundred percent. But we also got to remember that Blake Snell is struggling a lot early on. And if we take if we take Musgrove's full season, he has the same ERA as Darvish right now heading into tonight's game. And it's going to be lower because he just threw five scoreless. So he's going to end the season with the lowest ERA on the team. Now, I still think Darvish has pretty clearly outperformed him. I don't think that ERA is going to be the number you're going to look at. someone how we were talking about wins a little bit earlier and you brought up like, OK, <laughs> I'm not going to really hold wins that accountable for these pitchers like it, it's kind of out of their control. Um But Musgrove still put together a good season. He's going to throw right around 180 um, innings pitch, a little over a one whip. You know, like, just really solid. I think he's a really solid two. That's the way I view Musgrove. And I think he has the $100 million kind of to his name. But if you just look at it from a $20 million a year standpoint, that's good. Like, that's that's a very solid season. So I'm going to give him an A-minus. Um, it sucks that he's kind of slowed down a little bit lately. I think he I think he is a little fatigued, which I'm not gonna lie is really concerning. Just because you don't want a guy that you just gave hundred million dollars to look fatigued. Uh, his fastball's been kind of dipping a little bit lately. So hopefully he, he gets some rest after the start tonight, and we don't see him until game two of or game probably game three of the playoffs. Um, hopefully we don't see him game three of the playoffs because hopefully Padres win those first two games. But anyways, so next guy, Blake Snell. I, I think Blake Snell's really close too. I think you could either give him a B or a B plus. I'm probably going to give him a B, I guess. Only because the first part was so bad. And also, I did end up going back and I was looking because you said 0 and A. And I was like, I swear it was 0 and 6. He was only 0 and 5. And not even that bad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a little surprising. That's what I was thinking too. Because he ended up going 0 and 5. Then he ripped off three wins. And I, I once again, I know wins don't mean that much, but it is interesting because it's like, how do you feel when this guy's on the mound? Like, are you guys actually winning the games? And obviously, it doesn't always mean the case, but anyways, so Blake Snell, mid threes ERA. Um, The reason why he's going to be pretty lower than Musgrove, in my opinion, is like, he's pitched like 50 less innings. Um, I know he was banged up for a while, but that's kind of Blake Snell's whole deal is that he takes a while to get going. Um, Doesn't pitch as deep in the games. I think that's the only thing, but I mean, right now you're, If you're going to have a season where you have like a B, B B-plus kind of year, this is the exact way that you want to have that season where you're finishing it at your highest point. And that's what he's doing right now. So really pumped to see how he looks in the playoffs. Um, And I'm happy with – I'm very happy with Blake Snell. And I'm also very happy that the Potters did not trade Blake Snell because that would have been an absolute disaster if they did that. Um, Next guy, Mike Clevenger, the most disappointing on the list. I know that you brought up Mania. I think Clev is more disappointing because – of how good Clev was before it also kind of makes sense he's coming off of a, of a major injury his, his second Tommy John um but Clev, he started out hot and it just kind of all fell apart so I'm gonna give Clev a D just because four or five ERA barely over 100 innings like just not not the best like I don't know just wasn't super happy like his strikeout numbers aren't very high either it's like under a strikeout an inning, like well under a strikeout an inning. So it just kind of feels like he's pretty much like falling apart lately. Uh, his fastball, he's thrown it more than he ever has in his career, and his fastball has not looked good lately. And for that reason, I'm scared if he's coming on, the, if, he, if he's starting the playoff game. I'm very scared if that's the case. So that's why I'm probably going to give him a D just because it's like it's just not going good right now. Um, and then the final guy, Sean Manaya. Um, I'm not going to give him an F. I'll give him a D-minus, I guess. Like, a little... So pretty close. But the only reason I'm not giving him an F is just because I feel like... I feel like he's been kind of, like, looked at a lot worse than he's actually been. Like, I know he has over a 5 ERA, and I know it's been awful lately. But that ERA is so inflated from his Dodgers starts. Like, I think he might have allowed, like, 20 runs against the Dodgers this year. I'm not joking with you guys. Like, it is so bad where even like when he's been struggling lately he hasn't been going that long but he'll go five innings and allow three runs which like it doesn't kill you and especially because his role is a four five starter also early on in the season i think that he played a pretty big part so like i'm not gonna blame anyone if they give him an f but if you give him like a d or you even give him like a c minus or a d plus i think maybe not c minus um but it's just like i don't know I, i think that Early on in the year, he he was pretty important to the Padres getting ahead early on it, and I think that helped them a lot. I think that's a, that's the reason they were aggressive at the deadline. So when I look back on the season, it's not like it's not like Mania was a full on disaster. It just kind of was a, an extremely underwhelming second half. And this guy can't pitch against your you know the team, like your division. I don't want to say rival, but like your division leader very well. You know, like he just gets absolutely destroyed every time he's on the mound um but yeah that's probably my overall grades uh last thing i'll ask you isaac what would you grade the the starting rotation as a whole just like as a whole rotation what would you give them
1: um uh shoot i want to give them like a b minus um they've kind of faltered a lot in in the second half of the season because of some bad starts but when you really look at it you darvish has kept you in games. All the time. Same thing with Blake Snell. Ever since the in the second half of the season, at least Um, Joe Musgrove had a really solid start to the season. I mean, like you said, I didn't even take into account that he is actually when you look at just from an ERA standpoint, he is really having himself a good season. Like I think he's like a 3.03 ERA now. So, like I said, in my grades, there is a lot of recency bias, but nonetheless, he is still having himself a good season, and that's kind of how I view him too as a number two. but I, I think a B or a B minus is warranted just because of they they kind of had a, a significant, maybe not significant, but a decent sized fall off from where they were ranked in June, July. And when you look at it, it's like some of these games have been lost because, yeah, maybe the Potters haven't put up a lot of runs, but shit, the starter just gave up like five five runs in one inning. I mean, if I'm in offense, I'm pretty deflated after that. So um B. I'll actually give him a B.
0: Sorry. Ambulance is coming by. I feel like you guys have kind of got used to that by now. Um, <laughs> but I, I would say I'd probably give him a B, too. I, I think exactly what you're saying. I think if we would have taken this maybe six weeks, two months into the season, it was an easy A+, plus because the only reason they were winning games was because their, pitch, the their, pitch starters, started, their yeah. starters were just so dominant and going deep in the games. Now, I'm going to give them a B. But also, I wanted to bring up one thing kind of with that B. Dude, last year it was an F. It was an yes. F from the starting oh, yeah. rotation. And, and if we're looking at the difference between this year and last year, yeah, you go and you trade for those pieces at the deadline. You also didn't have Fernando Tatis for the entirety of the season, where last mm. year he was in the MVP race, and he was a top three guy in the MVP, like in terms of MVP voting. So if I'm looking at it, this is the reason you're making the playoffs this year over last year. Like, this is, if we're going to pick, like, one, and, of course, there's a lot more than it that comes into it, but the difference between last year and this year was the starting rotation. So it's a B, but it's also, like, a like they, they did their job, and they, they, they did their job really well, and you are not in the playoffs without them just because of how important your starters are in terms of an MLB season. Um, but I think that's probably going to do it for today's episode. Um, we're posting this on Thursday morning. Um, and we're gonna be going live. I don't know if it's gonna be Isaac and I or Isaac and Chase or Isaac, I don't know who's gonna be recording, but after the, the uh Dodgers game tonight, someone is gonna be recording. And then whenever the Padres clinch the playoffs, we will be posting another video that day or that next that next morning. Um basically on basically on like kind of what to watch for now that the Padres have clinched the playoffs in terms of the regular season. Um so I don't know if that'll be Friday, I don't know if that'll be Saturday. I think it should be this weekend. It, it would make sense if it's this weekend oh because God. right now where we're at, it's a, the magic number four and the Potters are currently tied in this game. The Brewers did win, but like it's getting really close to that. So we'll do a quick little video about kind of what to watch now that there's not like the playoff implications there. Um, but there's a lot of things to kind of take note of. I think a lot of guys to look at I was like, is this guy going to get hot? Is this guy going to make the playoff roster? Um, who's going to get the at-bats in the playoff games like there's a lot of things that are going to be decided over this past week potentially um, so we're going to be going over, over all that stuff when we do that video um, and then our plan right now too is for when the playoffs start we do plan to kind of do a live like a post-game stream every single time um, and then we'll also kind of go over keys for for each game when we do that as well but just kind of wanted to give you guys a, a quick update on, on what's to come but I think I do it for today thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you tonight